today's edition of the podcast. Uh, my name is Aluba Phoenix, and I'm delighted today to be joined uh, by Sue Holmes, who is the director of Professional Harmony. So Professional Harmony is an organization that really focuses on the principles of ergonomics, feng shui, and aesthetics to create harmonious work environments and spaces that empower and optimize uh, productivity and performance uh, within uh, the individuals. So I think this is hugely important at this current moment in time, particularly with everybody working from home, and we're thinking about how we get our best set up with the home office space. Uh, so Sue is a, a master teacher and consultant with over 25 years experience and thousands of clients across both the UK and internationally. Uh, so firstly, uh, Sue, welcome to the podcast. I'm delighted you've uh, been able to make the time to be with us today. Hi, Aluba. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, Sue, uh, tell me a little bit more about your backstory. Uh, it's an interesting field of work uh, that you're involved in, and I'm just curious as to what brought you to it. Yeah, I think that when I was younger, I, I kind of felt a, a little bit like a, a ramp in a square hole. I'd, I'd had a lot of adventures, but I hadn't really found something I could really put my heart and soul into. And then when I heard about feng shui, it just sparked a real uh, interest and fascination. And so I started to study feng shui and um, to apply it in a kind of DIY fashion and then uh, decided to study it and, um, and it led to a new career. And um, I've always looked at it in a holistic way, of both working with feng shui, space clearing, land healing, as well as people hearing, healing, and uh, found it just incredibly interesting and fulfilling and wholesome and good. Fantastic. Well, I think there's a lot for us to dive into in all of that today. Um, I guess where most people are curious at the moment is in relation to um, working from home, the challenges that go along with that, trying to create a space where um, the working life can be in some way separate from, from home life, uh, and thinking about some of the principles that might inform how you go about setting up that type of space. Uh, so I'm really keen to kind of unpack some of that with you today. Um, but before we go into it, I mean, what do you see as some of the key challenges for people working from home right now uh, with the clients you've been working with? Well, I think people um, can feel a bit confused because you can have, a, <clears throat> you know, it, it, we need to get a definition between what's their home life and what's their work life. And, and there can be a little bit of a clash of interest sometimes. And people can have a really good feng shui setup at work, perhaps. But when they come home, they tend to uh, shove their desk into a little corner and, and then, you know, suddenly wonder why they're not uh, as productive, they're not as efficient, they're not feeling so settled, so comfortable, they might feel a bit um, distracted. So, um, and also there's a sort of lack of connection with the people that they've, they've been at work. So there's all kinds of things that, that can be going on. One of the things I've noticed a lot with some of the clients I've been uh, coaching is that uh, a number of people have had their home office set up in their bedroom, which, of course, I've kind of always would flag to people as a big no-no. Uh, it's really important to keep that separation, particularly between your sleeping environment and the working environment. Um, but are there any other kind of major red flags such as that that kind of would stand out for you? Yes, if people uh, work in an area that uh, is like a corridor or in a very cramped place um, next to a doorway, um, a sort of a very common 
mistake is that people uh, sit, uh, as I was describing, with with the the test the desk up against the wall, so they've got their back to the room, they're f- they're facing a solid wall, and they actually just don't feel very comfortable uh, on on a subconscious level. They're going to feel a bit insecure, and they're going to uh, feel very restricted in front of them. Um, people can have have bad posture and end up, you know, kind of slouching on the sofa or. Uh, hunched over their laptop because they haven't got it raised up. Um, <clears throat> um, in a place that's very, uh, very cluttered. Um, yeah, and just somewhere where the, where the chi, as, as we say in feng shui, you know, the, the, the kind of the energy yeah. is just very flat. Yeah. So it's it's just not supportive. There's not there's not very good light. There's no sense of inspiration there either. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, you talked about it, the things like qi, which is, the you know, in the Chinese culture in particular, they talk about that kind of flow of qi or energy um, that pervades everything. But uh, what I was kind of interesting uh, by understanding some of the feng shui principles of yourself, that a lot of this is taking into account that there are factors at a subconscious level which affect us, um, and the room setup can 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 play out in that way. So a lot of the, what I understood as you explained some of the principles of Feng Shui had to do with kind of taking account of, of you know, that sort of, those subconscious elements. Can you talk a little bit about some of the metaphors that are used in Feng Shui um, and what they apply to? Yes. Um, sometimes there's different language, such as words like Qi and Yin and Yang and five elements, which, which people can sometimes think that might not really relate to them. Uh, but actually, it's it's all about common sense. It's just a different way of describing energy mm. and the way that it, it uh, different types of energy and the way it moves. But um, so, for example, um, in, in feng shui, they describe an ideal feng shui spot as to have a black tortoise behind you, which symbolizes strong protection, mm. like a mountain or a strong building or a solid wall behind you or a bank of trees, mm. and then on either side of the building having the Asian dragon and the, the white tiger. Mm-hmm. So they're seen as um, masculine and feminine support on either side. And then a view in front of you where there is moving energy. So in the countryside, this might be a river. And in the town, this translates to be a road. Mm-hmm. And then the red phoenix in the distance, which is a smaller hill or a sense of something as, as a focal point in the distance. And this also translates to describe uh, the best place to sit in a room. So you also want to have that sense of having strong support behind you, a little bit of support either side, and a view in front of you. And perhaps an, uh, an analogy, which I think is very helpful, is to describe it as an armchair effect. Okay. So you know how good you feel when you're sitting in a nice, strong armchair or you're beautiful throne at where you're sat now yeah. and uh, the, the kind of sense of support that gives you. Yeah. And so that's exactly what you want to feel when you're sat at your desk. So that's why it's great to have this solid wall behind you. You've got light coming in from, from beside you. You've got some, something on either side of you. That could be a table or a plant giving us a, a sense of support. And then you've got this view in front of you where you can see uh, the doorway, you can see the windows, and maybe in front of you, you choose something that's really inspirational for you to look at, a picture that really inspires you. Or, you know, you could have a whiteboard with, with your list of tasks that you, you need to do that day. Um, or a vision board. That's the other thing that's 
quite popular is to have a um, you know a collage of, of all the images and words that are really kind of resonating and inspiring you at that time yeah yeah well that's fascinating and obviously uh, I mean some people have greater ability to change and move the furniture and the setup in their in their space than others uh, so when what happens Sue when you're in a situation and you're working with somebody where it's quite limited in terms of um, maybe how furniture can be moved or you, you know what choices can be made in terms of actual physical setup. What, what, what kind of other approaches does Feng Shui offer in those contexts? Yes, there's always something uh, that we can do to benefit the situation. And the thing is with Feng Shui, it, it's, um, it, it can be applied in a, in a huge house or, or a tiny studio apartment. You know, it's not about uh, the size, it's just about bringing out the best potential of that place to support you. A bit like when we choose clothes, we choose clothes that suit our figure, our body, and you know the way we like to, to move and work, our style. So it's very similar with feng shui. So the ideal situation is to make physical changes that can really bring out support. And wherever there isn't enough space or it's just not possible, then to use symbolic, um, symbolic what, what people call cures. Okay. Um, yeah. And what would be an example of a, maybe a symbolic cure that you could offer in a particular area? Well, um, for example, if somebody is uh, sitting in a place where they can't, they, they can't see how to change the location of their desk mm -hmm. but, uh, so that they're sitting directly opposite the doorway, mm -hmm. so that's not such, not such an advantageous place to be. Mm -hmm. But if you place something you know, between you and the doorway, such as you, know, you could hang a crystal, you could put a stripy carpet mm -hmm. uh, with sideways stripes, then that encourages the chi to move sideways. And if there's enough space, you put something physical there, such as a plant, which will actually physically slow the energy down, or of course physically move the desk to a different place in the room. Yeah, so again, those symbolic changes, working at the subconscious level and really creating a situation mm. where people can feel safe and relaxed in the environments in which they're working, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So tell me about what's your ideal way to, to work with, with, with clients. You know, you obviously have a lot of people that you're working with. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about how's, what, what's the ideal approach you like to take? Well, my absolute ideal situation, Aluba, is where a client decides to work with me to bring uh, feng shui, basically, and transformation, both to their business environment and also to their home, and also book uh, a personal one-to-one -one session for their own healing, perhaps for themselves, perhaps for other key workers, or for their family. So that's the really ideal situation, because having worked with somebody in one sector of their life, it builds um, a trust and we can start to see that obviously your your work environment is also going to be affected by your home environment vice versa you know how you're feeling when you're at home is is really pivotal and important to how you are when you're when you work and then having a look at how um, how work situation is whether that's in a separate building or whether that's um, as part of the home setup and then also to offer transformation uh, for people individually because as home goes through a kind of clearing of the old energies, a realignment and uh, to get everything really harmonious and really supportive, 
it's very beneficial for the person to have also an upgrade, if you like, an upgrade in their energy. Let's see what we can declutter and defrag and kind of clear clear out of any old energies, old patterns, old uh, emotional baggage that might be hanging around. Clear that away mm-hmm. so that that person um, and, you know, do empowerment work and soul retrieval so that person's really uh, the best version of themselves that they can be at this moment, particularly with the, you know, the current kind of world crisis that's going on at the moment. We're in such unstable and unpredictable times. So the more harmony and balance and strength and empowerment um, we can bring to both the home, the work and the individual situation, the better. Great. So it's a really a kind of a holistic approach that you offer where you're working not just with the environment itself, but also down to the individual level in many cases and, and helping with the restoring of the flow of energy within the body as well as within the spaces. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Our own individual energy fields as well as, as the whole space that people are living and working in. Mm-hmm. And feng shui really, you know, in a uh, in a nutshell, is, is the practice of analysing and influencing the relationship between people buildings and the environment to enhance quality of life okay so that's the 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 general description of what feng shui is yeah and so of course the more stronger people are the better they're going to interact with the environment and and with their buildings as well yeah i'm I'm curious at what what you're seeing at the moment with um even maybe with some of your individual work uh with people you know in the current situation in particular uh where you know we're all under lockdown and uh, there's lots of stress and strain that goes along with that um what kind of patterns are you seeing with some of the people that you're working with right now i think the in the main one is a sense of uncertainty and people are very stressed and also even if they are feeling okay their family and their other work colleagues can be stressed and there's a great sense of responsibility for people running a business that want to be able to, to be successful because it's not only their livelihood, but also their employees that they're thinking about. So it's uh, it's really bringing up a lot of kind of existential fears for people, really primal fears around survival mm-hmm. and, um, you know, deep financial fears. And people are having to reinvent themselves and go through a transformation so that they can adapt mm-hmm. to the changing times. Yeah. And that's, that's making the, the difference for people really is, is having, being able to take the, you know, the time and be in the right situation, get the right advice and guidance mm-hmm. and, and um, <clears throat> healing and transformation so that they can actually uh, thrive in, in this new environment that we're in. Beautiful work. Uh, so, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be able to say. How can people uh, contact you to get more information about the work that you do? Thank you, Luba. So, my website is professional-harmony.com, and uh, if you go there, there's, there's, you know, that's the best way to get in touch with me on contact Brilliant. page. Also on uh, LinkedIn. Okay, great. Well, well, we'll put links to both the website and your LinkedIn profile in the uh, show notes as well today. So, Sue, uh, thank you again. I think this is really important work, particularly at this current moment in time. Um, and so uh, if anyone is interested in, you know, upgrading their, their home office space or, as I said, even diving deeper and looking at, um, you know, restoring a, a harmonious flow of balanced energy throughout the body as well, 
uh, please do take the opportunity to reach out to Sue. So thank you again, Sue, and uh, we'll speak again, no doubt. Thank you so much, Aluba. And just, just to mention that I also offer um, a home office masterclass that people can uh, bring to their employees if they'd like to talk to their um, different groups within the um, work environment to help give them advice on how to create the best home office for themselves. Yeah, fantastic. And that, that's something we have around here at Google and very successfully as well. So thank you again, Sue, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you, Luba. Greatness now, a man so tall, a man so kind. Be a man of wisdom now, a man of mind, a man not blind. Be a man of kindness now, a man so big and strong in mind. Be a man so humble now, a man of men now let it shine.